What is up, everybody? We are back with another podcast. The Timberwolves just... I mean, the score looks like we pretty much destroyed them. We kind of did. It was a lot closer than this, you know, throughout the game. But we beat the Kings by 20 points last night. 134 to 114 to break down this entire game. The Wolves now being kind of like safely in that 7 seed with some losses from the Clippers and Lakers recently. And we'll talk about upcoming schedule, including tonight's game, actually. Uh, against the Kings, same place, same time, so let's get right into this. This win is kind of one of those wins that it's hard to digest, not because of the game itself, really, but the fact that we literally have a game today, like, as I'm recording this, we tip off in, like, three hours and 58 minutes if we want to be technical. Like, we have a very, we have a game coming up right away, uh, like, in its same place, same time, playing the same team, Maybe, you know, some different players. We'll see what happens. We have a lot of players questionable again. I'm assuming most of them will play, and I have not seen the Kings status report yet. But the Wolves had a nice game yesterday. We were winning basically the whole game. I mean, the Kings had a little bit of lead in the first quarter, and then eventually, you know, we we actually tied with them in that quarter. It was 35-35. The Wolves' defense was definitely not impressive at all in that first quarter specifically. Definitely got a lot better throughout the game. But what really, the big takeaway that I have to take away, and I'm going to talk about it right away, my goodness, the Timberwolves bench is just playing phenomenal basketball. For this podcast specifically, the the, the bench players are going to get talked about before the starters. I always talk about the starters first, but tonight, or today, it's going to be the bench players that get the recognition first because, wow, they've been just phenomenal over the last six games, the Timberwolves PR team brought up this stat of, you know, just all the stuff they've been doing. So over the last six games, our bench has scored 339 total points, which is 56 points per game. That is the most bench points for any Timberwolves team ever in that six in a six-game stretch in team history. Very impressive. Last night, they had 72 points. I mean... In a night last night where it was basically Carl Anthony Towns that seemed to be rocking as a starter, with all you know, I'll talk about the starters later, but it didn't really seem like too many of them were having great nights. Um, but the bench players, they just really made up for it. And I think a lot of this bench success recently has to do with Malik Beasley. The dude really seems like he's turning around over these last few games. He stayed consistent. He stayed. I mean, not. That kind of sounded like I said inconsistent, but no, he's he's staying consistent. He's been very good. 21 points in 19 minutes. Wow. He shot 7 of 8 from 3. He tied his career high for 3-point makes. I'm kind of surprised it's only 7. I feel like with a type of guy like him, he'd at least have like 10 3-point makes in a single game. But it's whatever, I guess. I mean, he was just dominating. It seemed like, like we were very close with the Kings. Maybe a few possessions, like... I think we had maybe like a three-possession lead, which is like eight or nine-point lead before Beasley subbed in. Then once he subbed in in the third quarter, it went up to like a 20-point lead all of a sudden because he was just hitting every three, every single one. It was crazy. I was super stoked to see that. He really looked like himself from last year. And, I mean, just him by himself, he's really helped the bench unit. And if we can stay healthy and he can keep playing like this, his team's, you know ceiling as a team is just insanely high it's uh, like our team is so much better when we can have bench production like this 
because if the bench production hasn't been like this over the last six games, I don't know how many of the last six games we're winning. Like, bench production for this team is so critical because we know that the starters can have injuries and some players can have off nights. And I mean, that's the same thing for everybody in the league. If your bench can stay consistent like this, you're going to win so many games because, I mean, teams like the Kings, they just had, they, they literally could not put their bench players in that game. They just, they couldn't. We were dominating them. And, I mean, the Pistons couldn't either. Our bench was dominating theirs. Obviously, the Nuggets. Um, Mike Malone was calling tons of timeouts in that game about a week ago with the bench out there. Like, teams are not playing their bench as much as they want to against the Wolves bench right now, and that's a really good sign. Another player that's really been doing well is Torin Prince. He's trended up. He had 11 points last night. Four steals also. His defense has been pretty good. Three of five shooting. I mean, this dude is definitely shooting a lot better too, just like Beasley. He is a name to watch that could be traded uh, at the deadline, which is in less than 24 hours now. The, the traded line is so close. Tomorrow's probably going to be a pretty crazy day. Um, so we got, you know, less than even less than 21 hours until this trade line happens. We'll see when I'm recording the podcast tomorrow, hopefully, because if we do win tomorrow, I'm going to record the podcast right when I get home again. And by then, the trade line will be over. Um, I'm actually going to put out two podcasts that day, or I'll just combine the stuff, because I do think we might make a trade in the next 21 hours here. So I, I that might have to go on the, the hopeful win podcast tomorrow, but we'll see what happens there. Um, but Prince has been playing a lot better recently. The defense has been there. Very consistent. I mean, he's been very consistent off the bench as of late. And, I mean, I just... I think I think he's found a shot again. Same with Beasley. I, I really like it. <clears throat> a player that I need to highlight. And this is somebody that I just never had really talked highly about. I wasn't a fan of this guy for a while. I was confused why he was getting minutes. But now I'm like, give this dude minutes. Oh, my goodness. Jordan McLaughlin. 11 points. 5 rebounds and 11 assists. I mean, he was just facilitating the offense phenomenally. He's not a phenomenal defender, but, I mean, he tries so hard. I mean, he had that one really big steal off the inbound after the big Nas Reed poster. Um, that was pretty cool. He's done a pretty good job this year, in my opinion, uh, pressing. And, I, I mean, just having another guy like him, it really helps rest guys like D'Lo and Beverly because... Those guys are very injury-prone, so if you can take them off the court, you know, without killing their minutes, which, I mean, they didn't they didn't play very much yesterday. I don't think they'll ever play this low minutes, like, in competitive games. They both only played, like, 23 minutes yesterday. I think that'll be more like at least 28, 30. Um, <clears throat> but if we can really limit some more minutes for the, for them to, you know, pick up injuries... You know, that's, that's pretty big. And McLaughlin and Beasley, that connection's been phenomenal. Beasley's talked highly about McLaughlin a lot. And, I mean, Finch even said last game, McLaughlin, in certain ways, has been the MVP of the team recently in this last week. So, props to McLaughlin. He also shot 5 of 5 from the field, 101 from 3. Yeah, he, he's been playing very good recently. Um, I, I would love to keep playing him. The minutes that he's hurting, like... Obviously, there's some player on the team that their minutes are getting hurt because of this, and that's Jill Noel. Uh, he has not been playing as much. 
Um, I would try. I like. I want him to play so bad, but I just don't know where Noel's gonna get minutes with McLaughlin playing like this. Cause Torin Prince is hot, Beasley's hot. Like Noel's gonna play at least a quarter a game still, but he's probably not gonna play too many twenty minute games unless there's injuries. You know, um, unless he can. I mean, there there will be some games probably if we're healthy because he can just go off for fifteen points any game. I feel like with how talented of a shot creator and scorer he is. Um, but Noel had six last night. He definitely contributed to that bench. Played a lot at the end of the game when the game didn't matter as much. That's all right. Um, <clears throat> Jay McDaniels has always been a great defender for us. He's been driving a lot better. Jay McDaniels has been shooting a lot better, too. He was 2 of 4 from 3 yesterday. He's been very good uh, from 3 over the last few weeks. And, yeah, that, I mean, just the bench overall, Nas Reed had a decent game, 12 points, 4 boards, two very sweet dunks from Nas Reed yesterday. Um, just my goodness, it was, it was a, it was a really good end to that game. What a job the bench unit has been playing phenomenal. Malik Beasley said this is the bench best bench team in the league, and it has been playing like that over the last six games. Over the last six games, this has been the best bench in the NBA. Um, over the season, it hasn't been the best bench, but I think you could maybe make an argument soon that it's the current best bench if you don't look in the past at all. If you just look at the you know, projections, but what a job from the bench unit. Now we got to talk about those starters. Carl Anthony Towns had another nice game, 25 points, nine boards, three assists, and this was all in 28 minutes, so obviously not his normal minute share. His normal minute share, I feel like it's like around 33 minutes per game, so yeah, I mean, he had a really nice night, 10 of 14 from the field, two of three from three, like, if we talk about what should happen tonight in tonight's game that starts up in, like, three and a half hours, he should be driving at, like, just, like, probably even more than he was yesterday. I mean, the Kings just don't have any rim protection, and it was really exploited last night. Um, Anthony Edwards definitely was exploiting it, but he was missing, like, every shot around the rim. I think Ant missed at least five layups last night, a lot of them with the left hand. Um... I do think he's got a little bit of an injury bug in him. He was on the injury report today as questionable with a left patella. Uh, like, oh my gosh. These these health terms are, like, these health words are so complex. I'm going to try to sound this out. There's no way I'm getting it right. They say Edwards has a left patella tendinopathy. What is that? Why? Like, I don't even know what that is. Left patella makes sense, but what is... Tendinopathy. I don't know. But that's what he has. Don't know what it is. But, I mean, you can maybe guess off the patella part. Um, but he was 2 of 2 around the rim. I mean, 2 of 2 from the field last night. Oh, a 3 from 3. I mean, he just was not feeling it. And, yeah, he wasn't shooting the ball as much from 3. I really don't think he's feeling it in his legs right now because his knees have been bad recently and this injury happened. I don't think it's a bad idea if he doesn't play tonight. I think this could be an opportunity to rest him. I mean, he was a clear negative on the floor yesterday, and we still won by 20, and it's going to be the same team we're playing. So I, I don't think losing him would be a massive downgrade because of what we've been doing recently. Like, if we lost Anthony Edwards for the rest of the season, oh, my God, that would be such a massive hit. I don't know. I don't think we'd really make the playoffs without him. But just specifically for today, I wouldn't be too mad if he sat. But I mean, I my like my heart wants him to play because I love watching him. 
and he's a phenomenal player, and I think he'll get out of the slump soon. But he's got to get the heck out of his slump. My goodness. I'm just, I'm waiting for our Ant big game. I'm waiting for our Ant big dunk. He had a very, uh, almost a phenomenal dunk against the Pistons on Isaiah Stewart in that second game of the series there. My goodness, he just lost the ball in the air. Whew. That, been, that one could have been better than the one against the Raptors that we saw last year. Um, But yeah, Cat had a nice game. He's been playing very good, in my opinion, during this winning streak. D'Lo only played 23 minutes, so it's kind of hard to grade his stats. But he had 14 points, 7 assists, 6-15 from the field, 1-7 from 3. His shot from downtown wasn't really clicking, which is weird because the team shot so well yesterday. 22 threes on 44 attempts. We, we shot 50% from 3. And the, the Kings were shooting good, too. I mean, they didn't take too many threes. The Kings were 9-25 from three-point land. The, the craziest thing to me, though, about the game yesterday was De'Aaron Fox. I mean, he had a phenomenal game. But he shot 4-6 from three. And you're, you're talking about a guy who sucks at shooting. And he was shooting, like, 28-footers on us that you just you can't guard 28-footers. You, you literally cannot guard those. Or 30-footers, whatever they are. The ones that are, like, five feet behind the three-point arc. That is a terrible shot to take, especially from a guy who shoots, you know, 24% from three, whatever it is for Fox. Like, you're not going to guard that. And he hit, like, three of those. So, I mean, it was like, what, what are we, what we going to do against Fox? And he was drawing a lot of fouls yesterday. Um, a lot of them driving at 29 points. He was definitely a problem against us, and I, I'm hoping we can contain him better tonight. I'm looking at the R starters. Jared Vanderbilt, he had nine points and 11 boards in 20 minutes. The big thing I want to talk about for this guy, oh my goodness, he had seven offensive rebounds. How? How? And, the, the, like, the craziest part, I mean, yeah, he played 20 minutes, but he had seven offensive rebounds in, you know, basically 26 minutes of gameplay. Like, he played only 20 minutes, but two minutes into the third quarter, I believe, the Kings called their timeout. At that point, Vanderbilt had seven offensive boards, after that, Vanderbilt didn't really play the rest of the game too much. Maybe a few more minutes here and there. We were just ahead by so much, we didn't really put the starters back in. And Vanderbilt was already on his sub-out plan. But he had seven rebounds, offensive rebounds at that point. That is so many extra possessions. Like, I, I just... He's so good. I, I say it every, every single podcast. This dude is an insane hustler. So happy this dude's on our team. Patrick Beverly had nine points, three boards, five assists. Definitely seemed like he was chucking up some shots that he probably shouldn't have taken. He wasn't a bad... He, he shot well from three. Three of seven, 42% from three is really good. Um, but in the paint, he was missing a lot around the rim. I mean, just everybody at the Wolves. Oh my goodness. We had to have missed like 12 layups as a team yesterday. Like, there's no way that happens again today, right? Like, when I just think about this, like, yeah, we could lose today. But when I keep thinking of all these things... Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, we actually did shoot 50% from three, so I guess it's, it's kind of hard to say it like this. Um, but, I mean, we missed, like, 12 layups as a team. Our defense wasn't good, and we didn't really get many foul calls. Um, and had a really horrible game, probably his worst of the year. And we still won by 20. Like, we should be able to win tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, we should be. Um, but we'll see what happens. I, I do think we'll win the game to make the win streak six, because right now it's a five-game win streak. But yeah, that should be interesting. But that kind of wraps up the game coverage. I kind of want to talk about some more standing things in the next segment. So the Wolves are still slotted at the seventh seed. 
I mean, we've we've been at the seventh seed for super long, like probably almost two weeks now, somewhere around that range. But the difference between now and when we first got at the seventh seed is how comfortably we're now in the seventh seed. We are three games above the Clippers right now, and they're at the eighth seed. Very good news. So basically, what would have to happen for them to pass us up? The Clippers do the tiebreaker against us. So whenever we're tied with them in record, they they are automatically ahead of us. But what would what would currently have to happen if like the, the the fastest possible scenario for the Clippers to overtake us is us going on a three game losing streak right now, and the Clippers going on a three game winning streak? Yeah, that doesn't seem extremely likely to me. Um, I feel super confident with where we are at. I don't think we'll go on a three game winning streak, and I don't think the Clippers will go on a three game winning streak with how tough the Clippers' schedule is looking right now. So really creating separation with them. And the ninth seed, the Lakers, were three and a half games above them. But what we really want, our goal, and I know that's the team's goal, we want to, We don't even want to be in the playing tournament. We want to be a top six seed in the Western Conference. And we are one game away from the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the sixth seed. we got to pass them up. Yesterday we could have if they would have lost. <laughs> but of course they win. They won yesterday. They beat the Knicks. The Knicks sold. Um, I wish they would have won that game. And then the Nuggets are actually on a little bit of a winning streak as they're on a two-game winning streak. But, like, nobody can beat this Nuggets team right now and we really need them to because we we have the tiebreaker against the Nuggets. So let's say the Wolves win tonight. We'll be a half game back. And then on um, when do the Nuggets play next? They play on Friday. The Nuggets play the Celtics. Celtics are even hotter than us right now. I think they're on a six-game win streak. If the Celtics can win that game, which they are home for, and we win tonight, we will be ahead of the the um the Nuggets for that seed. So, I mean, like that's pretty big. I'm feeling good about it. Um, after tonight's game, obviously we have a day off tomorrow, and then we go play the Bulls on Friday. The Bulls are a tough team. That's, you know, that that really kind of ends a little bit of our easy streak. The Bulls are 33-21, third team. They're the third best team in the Eastern Conference right now. They are on a two-game losing streak, though, and they got some hurt players. Um, So I think that's a game we can definitely win. And then after that, I think we have an easier game against the Pacers, who I think is actually worse than this current Kings team that we're playing right now. And then the last two games to end out you know, the this part of the year before we go to the All-Star break, we have the Hornets and, and Raptors. That's a back-to-back at home. Then we got the one week off for the All-Star break, which Carthay Towns is participating for the, for the game. Cat's doing the three-point contest, which is awesome. Ant and Jaden are both in the Rising Stars game. Like, we got a good All-Star break coming up here with a lot of events for players to be in. Super stoked about it. Very excited to watch every single event um and yeah I'm, I'm super stoked about that i'll probably i might have to do an all-star weekend preview or something like that just talk about all that maybe some predictions i don't know that wouldn't be that long of a podcast though i feel like i might have to include that in something else that's for this podcast thank you so much for listening the wolves are on a big win streak five games that is i think the fourth biggest win streak in the league maybe third because the Warriors are on a nine-game win streak, Celtics and Raptors are on a six. We got the 
this the third best win streak in the league. Um, but yeah, that's it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully, we can get our dub tonight, so I can make a podcast tomorrow. I mean, I'll make a podcast anyways tomorrow. I think because I'm pretty sure we're gonna make a trade. Um, but if we don't, we'll see what happens. I it kind of be weird if because the last this deadline and last deadline, the Wolves have been like one of the most, if not the most, active team apparently on the phones making calls. It'd be so weird if both deadlines we it goes by and we don't even make a move. Um, but that's for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you guys next time. Peace.